You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Fitting forward to this Game 3 tonight, in Miami, between the Nuggets and the Heat, we have gone back and forth about this game uh, for the last three days now. And Correct. I am trying to debate on whether it's going to make the card. Jenks, we give out a lot of plays on this show, but mm-hmm. we have like an official bet list at the very end on plays that we're actually playing with our own money. What is the deciding factor for you when it comes to giving out a play and making it a best bet? Well, I think that's a, a nuanced answer. And what I would say is, mm-hmm. look, on this show, we don't necessarily keep up with units. And so because of that, I'm aware that that is the most important thing, right? You want to be up on your units. So because of that, I'm less apt maybe to give up or give out plus money plays. Ultimately, though, what I like to, and generally more of my style is if I find a dog, like we were on the Astros the other night, I believe on Monday night, they came home with plus money. Unless I have a real strong feeling about a play at plus money, then I what I generally do is have a bigger card and have minus money and try not to go too far above the minus 150 threshold. And I feel like over the long term, I'm pretty good at sussing out the picks that I like the most. You have to have a bigger card, honestly, if you're going to have that many minus money picks. And some days those those cards are small. Some days they're bigger than others. But it's really just about how I tend to play because this is my own money and ultimately how much confidence I have in a pick. And so there are a lot – like the Reds are a perfect example, right? I think the Reds are a live dog today. I understand that they – I, I don't even know the last time they beat the Dodgers in two straight. But when you have Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Dodgers, you have to look at maybe fading him, and you're getting a lot of plus money there. But then again, we're talking about the Dodgers, so I don't have a lot of confidence in that. So I think it goes into sort of how we present bets on this show and also how I tend to bet anyway, which is a larger card at some minus money within reason. Because here's why I'm asking. Because I have talked myself off of betting on NBA for the most part in the postseason, but I feel like Mm -hmm. most of our instincts have been right. And I think to myself, okay, we have a larger sample size for the NBA. I am watching these games regularly. So why would I not be actually betting on these? Because I feel like I have a better read. Like, do you feel like that maybe we should have more faith in our NBA plays because I think we have more information in our hands? Well, I will say this, is that early in the playoffs, I did make some NBA bets. And most of those bets were on the Nuggets, and they mm-hmm. were winners. I At think, and, and yeah, absolutely. Because th- when they lost to the Heat in game two, that was their first loss of the playoffs this year. So 
I, I, I think with the Heat, and we like the Heat a lot against the Celtics. Now, we didn't bet that. But I, I think the thing with the Heat is it is hard to mentally get past the idea that this is an eight seed. We keep waiting for, okay, when are the Heat going to falter? When are the Heat going to falter? And, and maybe it's tonight against the Nuggets because I do like the Nuggets. But when you look at the Eastern Conference in particular, it's so rare, Chelsea. It's so rare. It's only happened once ever before in NBA history, to see an eight seed get this far. And sometimes you have to break out of that mindset. Look, forget about the eight seed. This team is, look at how this team is playing. That's a difficult thing to do because it happens so rarely. And so I say that because when you look at this matchup in particular, as much as I like the Nuggets, as we've seen from the Heat, the Heat are such an outlier. And when you see such an outlier in the Heat like that, it's hard to figure out what's going to happen. I think that's why I've shied away as we've gotten deeper into the postseason. Well, and also, like you said, the Heat are the ultimate curve breaker when it comes yeah. to looking at stats and numbers. There are no numbers that you can look at from the regular season that would make you want to back the Miami Heat, but here they stand in the NBA Finals. And I think specifically in this Game 3 where, uh, going over the spread real quick, it's the Heat getting two and a half at home. They're plus 120 on the money line if you like the Nuggets. They're minus 145 on the money line, laying two and a half, total of 214 and a half. I think for me, it's just you see the adjustments that the Heat have made. In Game 2, that zone that we were all talking about, the Nuggets feel like the team that is best suited to beat a zone defense. But I'm not sure what the Heat did, whether it was a hybrid mashup of uh, a zone and something else. But it really Mm -hmm. threw off the Nuggets when it came to their game in Game 2. But I still feel like we haven't seen the best full game that we could possibly see see from the Denver Nuggets just yet. We saw in the first half of Game 1 of the NBA Finals where they were using the size mismatch to their advantage. They were... Going out in transition, because that's another thing. If the Heat slow it down and play in the half court, I think they have a huge advantage. The Nuggets need to get out in transition and get some easy buckets like that and take advantage of the clear size advantage that they have over the Miami Heat. But I don't know. I keep going back and forth. But I think for me, it's going to be the Nuggets probably on the spread, minus two and a half. I was kind of debating on going conservative here and saying, oh, the Nuggets on the money line, minus 145. But I feel like it's not going to be a super close game. Like, I feel like if the Nuggets are playing their best brand of basketball, that it's not going to be close. And we're talking about a short spread here. We're no longer mm-hmm. talking about the eight and a half, nine point spread that we saw when this game was in Denver. But also, usually the time to back the Nuggets is when they're at home. That's when the trends support it. That's when the numbers support it. So do you have any reservations about playing the Nuggets just because this game is not in Denver? It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, maybe. As a home dog in the playoffs, the Heat are 4-0 against the spread and 3-1 straight up. So as good as the Nuggets have been at home during the entirety of this postseason, the opposite is also true for the Heat, where they have been just as good. You can't fade them at home either. So again, we keep talking about the Heat being an outlier. I guess that's your sabotage factor, but I, I, I don't believe we have seen the best game from the Nuggets yet. If you look back at how game two went down, Miami shot, I believe, almost 50% from the field, like 49% from the field. They were almost perfect from the free throw line. And even so, Denver won, or Denver lost, I should say, by three. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it took a perfect game from Miami, but it almost did, where I I don't necessarily see the Heat shooting 50% again as a team, I don't necessarily see them hitting almost every free throw in that game. I don't necessarily see a game where Jamal Murray takes only 15 shots or where Nikola Jokic isn't the distributor that he has been throughout the regular season, throughout the postseason. They kind of got him out of his game. And I feel like you take those factors into consideration. And I don't know if the Heat can replicate that tonight. Exactly. 18 of 20 from the free throw line. And a lot of it was disciplinary breakdowns on the defensive end by the Denver Nuggets. And I think that's something Coach Malone has really preached to his team over the last few days. He said there were something like 17 breakdowns. He showed his team 17 clips of these instances where they had these mental breakdowns. And he said it led to 40 points. So that is a pretty big uh, difference maker when you are talking about defense. So I think if the Nuggets can clear up their defense, like one really good concrete example is uh, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope had two fouls on somebody shooting a three. That is six free throws. Six free throws right there in a game that was only decided Mm -hmm. by three points. So I think you hit the nail on the head saying uh, the Heat played basically a perfect game in game two. I'm not sure if it's repeatable, especially for a team that relies so heavily on on made three-pointers. Although they are playing at home, one would think it would be easier to make your threes at home. But looking at player props, I know you're big on Jamal Murray in this game. I think Mm -hmm. I am too, but the market I was kind of circling was Jamal Murray head-to-head with Jimmy Butler because this has been profitable, I think, in every game so far. Maybe not game two, but game one, it was a big winner Uh, because I think Jamal Murray has such a high ceiling when it comes to points. If all the defensive focus is on Nicole Jokic, one thing he's really good at is facilitating and getting the ball out to Jamal Murray. So I think that's a good play for tonight. Uh, Do you think that Jamal Murray, his points prop, or do you like the head-to-head market? How do you play Jamal Murray tonight? I'm going to play him over 24 and a half points. It's minus 125, so it's not too juicy. And look, he had 26 points in game one to go along with 10 assists. Game two was an outlier, only 18 points, but he only shot the ball 15 times. And I feel like if you're the Nuggets, you have to get him more involved. I know we focus so much on Nikola Jokic, but before that one game in game two where he only scored 18, he had 25 points in six consecutive games so this is something he has done again and again and again I guess maybe the one thing you worry about is that this is a low total the Heat play very good defense but if I'm the Heat you know they're going to put all their effort into stopping Nikola Jokic 
And and if you're the Nuggets, the one thing you want to do, you want Nikola Jokic to facilitate. That's going to be the big battle because we know he's going to get his points. The question is, will he pass the ball? Will he distribute, make everyone around him better? I think he does. And if that happens, like I think it will, that will benefit Jamal Murray. For sure. I am all over that. And then one more that I wanted to bring up was Kevin Love. He had 10 rebounds last game. Yeah. Do we think that happens again? I'm not sure if he gets 10, but still looking at his props, they're pretty low. Points plus rebounds is 10 and a half. This is somebody who has reinserted himself back in the lineup, or I guess I should say Coach Spo put him back mm-hmm. into the starting lineup. And he did this in only 22 minutes. Somebody that clearly has a ton of experience when it comes to the postseason. He's been there, done that. So I would expect more production from Kevin Love and less from Cody Martin. Cody Martin's really not done much this this postseason. It's kind of, or not this postseason, this series, I should say. Yeah. Well, and the one thing I will say about Kevin Love is they put him in their coach spoted to gain a size advantage over the Nuggets. So how will Mike Malone respond tonight? That's going to be one of the things to watch. For sure. Adjustments to the adjustments. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.